On September 11, 2001, Mark Foreman was in his third month as the Associate Director of the White House Office of Management and Budget, responsible for e-government and information technology. Basically, he was the federal CIO. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be speaking with Mark Foreman about the impact of the attack on government IT and IT security. Mark spent more than two years as the top-ranking IT official in the federal government, first as the Associate OMB Director, and then after the 2002 passage of the E-Government Act as Administrator for E-Government and IT. Today, Mark's creating a new business called Government Transaction Services, which will offer a cloud-based tool to help those receiving federal grants comply with government regulations. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. Glad to be here. What was different on September 12, 2001 versus September 10th in the way government approached IT and IT security? There was a tremendous amount of uncertainty and, and fear about the potential ways that the federal government would be brought under attack. At the forefront of those were not only physical attacks, but we all knew that there were vulnerabilities in IT securities. Uh, everything from a, a denial of service attack to disrupting communications networks, destroying lots of data, virtually every kind of bad scenario was on our mind. Was there an immediate reaction when it came to these IT security concerns that you did? Uh, was there an immediate reaction from committees form or something like that? Exactly. In fact, the committee was formalized, co-chaired by Dick Clark, who was a cybersecurity advisor, put in that role, I think formally, no more than four weeks after 9-11. Dick had been very concerned in working on that issue. I think I was in office one day when the memo came across my desk for uh, the, at that time it was called the Government Information Security Reform Act, ultimately reinvented as, as FISMA, the Federal Information Security Management Act. By that time, we were just starting to get in the reports, the audits of the initial measures of information security, and so we knew a lot of agencies had a lot of systems that just had never been built with cybersecurity in mind. So how did the attack serve perhaps as a catalyst to get FISMA enacted? Obviously, you said it was already in motion before the attacks took place. 2001 timeframe was really the first time, again, as a result of the Government Information Security Reform Act, GISRA, which was FISBO's predecessor, the first time we had any kind of measurement of security, of cybersecurity in federal government. And in general, we had about 10 to 15 percent success on any of the performance metrics. We knew the government wasn't very secure. Dick and, and others had been saying that this is a real weakness for terrorists. I think 9-11, you know, the day after 9-11, everybody realized that these weaknesses had to get shored up very quickly, that the unthinkable was suddenly thinkable, and the known risks were not only known to us, but could be easily and rapidly exploded by the terrorists unless we took real fast action. The e-government act, which included FISMA, was enacted uh, about a year after the attacks. Do you think it would have happened that quickly if it hadn't been for the attacks? I think a number of things came together, but I think legislation and reform was pretty inevitable. To, to think about the history here, most people back in the heyday of the web and e-commerce, that 1995 to 2000 period, weren't really building in security in a lot of the web apps. And you think about all, all the applications the government had running for 25, 30 years before. When people built security, it was usually around mainframe and financial systems. The Internet really changed the way much of business was done, and cybersecurity was 
threat that came up after a lot of that work in terms of architecting those apps had been done. So it's never been built in. So really, what we found out in Gizra was finally some measure of how insecure things were. And FISMA was about really prioritizing and fixing those gaps. That's pretty much been been done. They've been patched and bandaged. So there's diminishing marginal returns to that. The next wave has to be, as we continue to modernize and leverage new technologies with the government, getting away from this kind of patching after the fact. We've known for years that's the most expensive way to secure the government and starting to build in security up front. So when we look at platform as a service or software as a service, infrastructure as a service, we have different security paradigms and scenarios that we can play out. And done right, the focus should be to get a lot more security bang for the buck than the old way of going back and, and repatching and bandaging as best as possible. Another big impact of 9-11 on IT security was the creation of the Department of Homeland Security in November 2002. What impact did the creation of DHS have on how the federal government governed IT security? Well, I'll tell you, I'm not sure that it had a big impact, to be quite honest. Uh, You know, there's a huge debate raging about whether um, Homeland Security should control. OMB has always been at the forefront of adjudicating the risk paradigm. And so the risk paradigm for government has a couple of unique features. First of all, you can make things totally secure and shut down the government because none of the business processes or transactions can work at the speed that the government needs. OMB has always served working with NIST and NSA to try to get that right balance, and that's why the whole approach is risk-based and there's a a way to do that that trade-off between the amount of security and the risk of the process and the timeliness of the the speed and quality of getting the data versus the process not existing because somebody takes it out in the cyber attack. The other unique element of this is privacy because the government really does have so much information on the citizenry. And put in the wrong hand, you have a real risk of nefarious behavior, and and I think we saw that going back in America's history, but, you know, luckily haven't seen it since. Still, OMB acts to adjudicate behind the scenes. Nobody really sees it. One of the interesting things, I think, coming out of 9-11 was a shift with respect to that, that privacy approach. And rather than putting civil liberties way in front of cyber, the security of the information or the use of that information in counterterrorism created a, uh, a new variable in the discussion. Now, Homeland Security combined a couple of key elements of that to the department. One was, for years, the Commerce Department had been in place to work with industries on their cybersecurity, and NSA had had pretty much not been visibly involved. After 9-11, it became clear that that there were much greater vulnerabilities, and the risk of the loss of an industry to a cyber attack versus concerns over privacy shifted. By moving that into DHS, I think we got a greater focus on the protection of certain industries and, and key parts of the economy. Another key element of that is something that many people don't don't realize exists called the, the National Communication System. And this actually dates back to the, uh, I think, the Telecom Act of 1928. It's, it's almost a century-old set of laws, but basically, during the Cold War, there was the need to maintain telecommunications, and, and so a group was set up that eventually ended up over at what um, had been the Defense Information Systems Agency, and then that group pulled out of there and was put 
get a much greater focus on cybersecurity in relationship to the economy in right after the aftermath of 9-11. Since then, the president's uh, current strategy, I think, is to go further. FISMA put the ego administrator and the deputy director for management and director for management at OMB in charge of cybersecurity and accountable for it to the extent that if you lied to Congress, you go to jail. One of my greatest fears because it seemed I was testifying every month on that for Congress. And um, and the administration has basically taken that away from the CIO now and moved it over to DHS. Uh, that's really hard for other federal agencies to have one federal agency oversee another federal agency. It's going to be very interesting to see bureaucratically how successful that becomes. What legacies today should people be thinking about from 9-11 as it relates to IT security? That the unthinkable can happen. If you know an attack is remotely viable and you know somebody has a motive to execute that attack, you've got to be prepared to defend against it or prevent it altogether. You know, the interesting thing about the cybersecurity is uh, while it may be tough to prevent all kinds of attacks, it's always cheaper to build the cybersecurity framework in up front and the patch it at the back end. Do you feel that the federal government IT is more secure today from potential attacks than it was on September 11, 2001? Measurably so. I'll tell you one of the, uh, now we could laugh about it and call it a funny story. As a result of 9-11, by the end of September, you know, we had an awful lot of the, the GISRA reports on, on who was secure and who wasn't. And we spent a lot of money, allocated a lot of money for the agencies. You know, that's one of the advantages of having that, you know, call them a CIO, call them an associate director, call them an administrator. The senior IT person being at OMB gets control over the money. Having them report direct to the president is, is maybe means a lot in the commercial world, but means nothing in the government because the control of money rests with an OMB, and you've got to be there if you're going to really have an impact. So we allocated a lot of money to one department to fix their cybersecurity. The next fiscal year rolled around, and, and as you know, that next fiscal year starts in October, not too far after 9-11. The CFO there said, yeah, this is a fad for OMB. They're not going to worry about it. Let's spend it on something else. We almost had that guy fired. That he and the other folks understood that cybersecurity was very important to the president uh, simply because uh, they didn't realize and I think a lot of people outside of IT didn't realize the implication of not fixing their environment or their application. Thank you, Mark. Well, thanks for the opportunity. It's always good to talk to you, Eric. I've been speaking with the government's first administrator of e-government and IT, and that's Mark Foreman. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.